Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with a bonus episode of Leopold's Hunt Talk Radio. We're talking about the Colorado application system today. Sorry, I've been on the road for most of the last two weeks and I'm behind again. Uh, Nothing unusual about that. But we have a deadline coming up for Colorado, April 6th. I'm sitting here reading my Colorado proclamation or regulations, whatever you want to call it. 2021 Colorado Big Game. Deer, Elk, Pronghorn, Moose, Bear. Application deadlines. Primary draw. April 6th, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Don't miss it. In other words, but I uh, want to thank the folks at Go Hunt for making these possible. Uh, if you're interested in way more details on Colorado or any state, go to GoHunt.com, sign up for the Insider, use promo code Randy, and get yourself a $50 gift card in their gear shop. And we got many other wonderful sponsors who make this podcast possible. Pretty much all of them, somewhere, some way. You can use promo code Randy to save some money with them. Uh, Loophole. Nosler, Mystery Ranch, Wild Alaska Seafood Box, pretty much anyone who's involved in this podcast. Uh, But anyhow, let's talk about Colorado. I'm mostly focusing on deer and elk because Colorado hosts more non-resident elk hunters than any state in the country. And I think it's the fallback that most people have is to go do one of the -the over-the-counter hunts in Colorado if they don't draw a limited entry tag somewhere else. And when I say over-the-counter, I'm here looking at the maps of how many units they have that are over the counter. None for muzzleloader, those are all draw. Archery, they have some that are archery antlerless over the counter. That's a smaller subset of units than the subset that are archery antlered and either sex. That's a bigger set of units. And then the biggest set of units are the antlered elk for the rifle seasons which are second season and third rifle season so colorado has uh archery season muzzleloader season early rifle first rifle second rifle third rifle fourth rifle yeah so the regulations are you got to read them to see what season dates we're talking about but most of the elk hunting happens in the second rifle season over the counter and the third rifle season over the counter and this year the second rifle season is october 30th through november 7th the third rifle season is november 13th through the 19th and when you see what those season dates are for those over the counter elk hunts a lot of people join that with uh, a deer hunt so if they got enough points for a deer hunt they go deer hunting on the limited entry tag in a unit that has over-the-counter elk and they have an elk tag in their pocket at the same time or that's what i do anyhow uh, and i know a lot of other people do that but uh, like i said the deadline is april 6th the results are usually out in late may uh, early june uh, it varies a little bit uh, colorado uh, unlike how it used to be back in the good old days, uh, now you got to buy an annual, well, they call it, a, I think, qualifying license. And the least expensive of the qualifying licenses to apply is the annual small game license for non-residents. Then you got to add a habitat stamp and then, then your application fee of $9 per species. So you're in at about 95 bucks with the license and habitat stamp. 
that's just non-refundable and then you're in it another nine bucks for per application uh deer is 412 bucks elk 688 bucks antelope 412 bucks uh, i'm not going to get into moose goat sheep all that that's a really weird drawing system uh they go on a weighted point system there uh, go out to go hunt <laughs> and read how that works uh i don't even do deer elk or uh, uh, moose deer elk. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong thing, obviously. I don't even do moose, goat, and sheep uh, in Colorado just because of that. And, uh, I, well, one, the price is significant. Uh, and I'm behind the scenes or behind the, the curve on the tag points, all that related to those three species. So I focus on deer and elk. I don't even apply for antelope in Colorado. I've had two antelope tags there. They were fun hunts, but I saved my time and money for Wyoming when it comes to antelope. Uh, and deer and elk, they give, depending on the unit, some of the hard to dry units, they knock this percentage down lower, but they're very, very generous to non-residents. Up to 35% of the deer and elk tags go to non-residents. That's higher than any state that I'm aware of. So before anyone starts complaining too hard about Colorado fees and everything else, think about how generous they are in the tags that they give us. Uh, they have a true preference point system in Colorado. It's the preference point system that's been in place for the longest period of time. I think in the late 80s. So there are some people with more than 30 points in their elk system. I think most of the deer point holders have cleared out and there's not any over 30 point holders in deer. I could be wrong on that. Uh, the other part that, you know, people look at last year's draw odds and what they don't realize, and I'll just use elk for an example, and hopefully that will encourage you to go and look at what the deer numbers are also. But last year, a little over 100,000 people applied for elk, and 50,000 people were just buying points on the side. So there's a lot of point buyers in Colorado that don't even show up in last year's draw odds. And when I get into what's changing for this year, I think you'll see why that's so important. Uh... The true preference point system, he or she with the most points gets the tag. And it provides some predictability in that you can look at last year and say, well, it took eight points. I've got 10 this year. I should probably draw this year. Um, and in most cases, that's true. Uh, there's a lot of really good hunts in Colorado that you can have for less than five points. So that's why I say... For, for elk, because there's these over-the-counter hunts, there are... There, <laughs> If there are any over-the-counter deer hunts in Colorado, I'm not aware of them. Maybe out on the eastern plains or some whitetail or something, I don't know. But all the deer that you're going to be interested in are on a limited entry draw. A lot of the elk is on a limited entry draw with the exception of those second and third rifle over-the-counter seasons and some of the archery elk over-the-counter seasons. So when we're talking about short-term, mid-term, long-term strategies, I think that Colorado is a midterm, probably even short term in most instances. For me and elk, I don't see that I'll ever accumulate more than four or five points for elk in Colorado because their two, three, four point units for elk are almost as good as their six, eight, ten point units. So I want to go three times instead of one time. And there are some really good deer hunts 
at the two to five point level. Yeah, they're not the the fourth season late migration hunts that take 25 points, but they're still really good hunts. A lot of public land. Colorado is the home of what I would say the best of the best mule deer hunting we have in the in the lower 48. Some people would say, well, it's not like it used to be. Well, I get that, but it's still really, really good relative to most states. And certainly compared to a state like I live in, in, color, in uh, Montana, Colorado looks like just <laughs> looks really, really good. Uh, a couple things you want to think about, and this is unique to Colorado, you cannot hunt state trust lands. So state trust lands are those powder blue lands you see on a surface map that are held in trust by the Colorado State Land Board and managed for the benefit of the school systems. Now, Colorado Parks and Wildlife does lease some of those lands for the purposes of hunting access. But last I looked, there's only like 12 to 15% of those lands are leased by Colorado Parks and Wildlife. So if you're accustomed to going to a state and hunting the light blue lands that you see in Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, New Mexico, wherever, just know that in Colorado, that's not going to work. So uh, be thinking about that. Uh, this year, the big change, I think, that's going to throw everybody and everyone's predicting how this will change the amount of points it takes to draw is the deer seasons are rolling way into November. The second deer season is starting October 30th and goes until November 7th. There's been times where the third season wasn't much longer than that. And now the third season is rolling into, I think it's November 13th through the 19th or something like that. We're talking like right in the core of the mule deer rut. Uh, and then the fourth season is, will be happening over Thanksgiving, I think, or that week of Thanksgiving. So the, the number of points it takes to draw deer this year in Colorado, I think is going to jump through the roof because Last year, a lot of people saw this coming and they sat on their points. And if you look at Colorado and how they do it, they do these five-year season structures. So once they do that, you know what the season dates are for the next five years. And so people use that to plan when they want to burn their points. So I think third season hunts that last year took four points might take seven or eight points this year. And one thing I don't know, and I haven't seen, maybe it's out there, but I haven't seen it, is how much Colorado plans to cut tag numbers with these later season dates. Because they know the exploitation of the resource is far greater when you're hunting mule deer with a rifle November 15th than when you're hunting them, you know, November 2nd. So they said that they're going to adjust tag numbers accordingly. What that will look like, I don't know. But... uh it's definitely going to be uh, a change. <laughs> you, you just, all bets are off, I would say, for deer this year. For elk, it's probably going to be pretty consistent because the dates didn't change that much. Uh, and a lot of you ask, do I need hunter ed? Yes, if you were born after January 1st, 1949, you need hunter education. Uh, youth applicants have to have passed hunter ed and be 12 years old by the, uh, I think it's December 31st of the year of the hunt. 
Um, there's some new rules about if you return a tag. You can return a tag in Colorado, but it's always the issue of, well, do I get my points back? Do I get my money back? All that. Uh, you can do all that in Colorado, but uh, go read the regulations. Uh, it's in there. And you'll you'll be able to read it in, in way more detail. For me, it would take quite a complication before I'd turn a tag back. Uh, so I usually don't read that that stuff very closely. So I apologize that I, I don't have that. Uh, for those of you who are archery hunters, you know that the muzzleloader hunters go into the woods for about eight or nine days in the middle of archery season. So some folks try to plan their archery season dates around the muzzleloader season dates. I've never archery hunted there, so I can't tell you how much it impacts things, but I hear people say, oh man, it's just a pain because here's these guys running around with orange vests. Oh, also know that in Colorado, in any firearm season, whether rifle or muzzleloader, you have to wear an orange vest that's visible from both sides and you have to have an orange hat. So uh, don't forget about that. First year I hunted Colorado, I didn't have an orange hat with me. And the warden was kind enough to say, hey, I know you're, I see you're from Montana. Uh, you need an orange hat. So uh, he kind of cut me some slack. I drove into Rangeley, bought a, an orange hat at the gas station or something there. But uh, anyhow, don't don't forget that. Uh, that's that's kind of the nutshell of, of uh, Colorado with the preference point system go and look at what it took last year and know that every year as these people buy more and more points the number of double digit point holders for both deer and elk who are standing on the sidelines just buying points buying points is really high so don't be surprised if some of those point buyers jump in and it causes what they call point creep you have to look at both pieces of that, especially in a state that has a pref peer preference point system and allows people to actually just buy a point because they don't show up until they decide to join the game. So this year, I am sure for deer, we are going to see preference point creep or point creep yeah, to a degree like none of us probably could imagine, but is what it is. So know that plan accordingly don't miss the deadline the deadline is uh april 6th 8 p.m mountain time and if you go out to their website you know it's pretty easy to find i think it's just colorado what is it let's see i'm seeing if they have you think they'd put their website in there oh here we go cpw.state.co.us is their website um Anyhow, Google Colorado Parks and Wildlife. It'll come up. And uh, if you want more detail, go out to Go Hunt. Sign up for the Insider. Use promo code Randy, and they'll give you $50 in their gear shop. But mostly, apply in Colorado. Build points there, even if this is your first year. Because two, three years from now, you might decide you want to go. And there's some really good deer and elk hunts that can be had for two, three, four points. Um... And if you don't have the points, the odds are you're not going. So that's how it is, folks. I uh, I don't want to keep you too long. We try to do these bonus ones. It's just short little ones. Kind of give you the update, give you the reminder, and let you go from there. 
Thanks for listening. Good luck in the draws. Hope that you end up with all the tags you ever dreamed of.